0: This is going to be a, a an incredible, incredible moment in your career. You know, you're going to have many more, but this one is probably the biggest, you know, headlining your first card, but headlining it in your hometown. You know, how does that feel to be able to perform in front of your family and friends for the first time as, you know, the headliner?
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess that's um, you know what people have been asking me if there's more pressure on the moment you know having having everyone you know there but it's um, I don't feel like it, it adds too much pressure in terms that um, I've been working hard I've been working hard my entire career so this to me is a is a is a showcase I get to go out there and I get to, I get to show them all what I've been doing. Um, in the gym every day and and what i'm capable of so like yeah there definitely is more pressure but it's um for sure nothing i can't handle
0: yeah it seems like you you know i've been watching you for a long time you know i've been talking with you for a long time and you're pretty even keel you know you you don't really get too high you don't get really too low you're just kind of smooth that's more to the mental side have you always been like that? Have you been like that since the beginning of your career? Or is this something you developed throughout the years?
1: Yeah, it's something – well, a lo- it's a lot of different aspects. I feel like I've always been like this. I feel like um, – I think I was leading into, you know, early on in my career and leading into my – you know, when I only had a couple of fights and you would, you know, stress about it and you get nervous about it. And I'm just like a black or white person. I'm not uh, – There's not too many different shades. And I was like, hey, you!" just talking to myself, I said, you either want to do this or you don't want to do this. If you're going to worry about it and make it an unenjoyable experience, then go get a real job, which I do not want to do. So ever since then, in that moment, and I decided black or white, um, you're either going to do this or you're not. And I decided this is what I want to do. Um, Yeah, I haven't – I don't really get like – too many nerves going into fights, or I don't get. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't carry me away. I was I was interested in the last fight in Melbourne to see how, to see how that felt. You know, came an event, um, fifty seven thousand people, and it really wasn't all that much. Like I really, um, you know, I was sitting out back and I was just like, oh, like this is. I'm not overwhelmed by any means. I'm not overwhelmed by any means, and so. You know, to, to come and headline um, in Auckland, it's all it's all been a progression throughout the career. Just bigger fights, you know, pay-per-views, then this, then that, then co-main event, then main event. Like it's just a progression. So it's um, it's been it's been easier it's been easy to handle because of the the slow increase in experience. You know, the difficult one would be, you know, if you were getting thrown into those kind of fights just just um, off the bat. I think that might be a bit more, take a bit more time to adjust. But, yeah, plenty, 14 UFC fights. Um, I think there's 14. Plenty of time to adjust.
0: 57,000. That walkout is much longer than a normal UFC walkout. And you said it didn't really affect you. You know, your performance was great against Alaa Quinta. Systematically picked them apart. It was your first decision win of your UFC career. Mm. I, you know, I think mm. a lot of people probably don't know that. But uh, did you feel that you showed something different about your your skill set in that fight? Or did you feel like you didn't show everything and this fight coming up is going to be the one?
1: Yeah, I guess, it, um, you know, L was tough. So, he could stay in there. Um, like, credit to Al, But, yeah, I was kind of, yeah, controlling the fight. You know, that was i don't want to be disrespectful to him in any any way shape or form but there was yeah plenty more gears left after that you know that was first slipped into second a couple of times but um yeah it was good to show everyone that that you know if you are in there you're able to just completely outclass someone instead of just you know knocking them out or putting them to sleep like that but to go out there and and to just shut someone down um yeah it's exciting it's exciting um to go into future fights and with that mentality that people get just as amped over that kind of result as they do over a you know a big first round knockout
0: you got two ufc champions alongside mm. many other champions and many other promotions at the gym has the vibe changed any or is it just the same as it was last year this time
1: it's a the ball has just kept rolling to be honest like um it's it's never stopped like we never stopped and sat back and we are just like oh cool like let's let's rest here for a bit you know even between all of those fights in melbourne and then now like our our programs are adjusting our our, our games adjusting what we're doing in the gym like it's what the whole thing has been it's just slight improvements over time has accumulated in someone and yeah like People always ask about you know the secret to success of city kickboxing, and um, it's just the team. Like it's it's the team, it's the amount of work that's gone into the team, and it's um, it's the loyalty and it's the kind of brotherhood that is there within the team. It's not like you can just you can just roll up and pay some money and uh, you get welcomed in. Like if you're not if you don't bring something to the table, well then you're probably not going to get um get to work with the boys and that that is just work ethic. Like we train we train seven days a week. People want to know why it's successful. We train seven days a week. We train we train Saturday night. We train Sunday. We <laughs> you know you, you go to these other gyms and you how many how many training partners are you gonna get showing up to a um to your session on, on on Saturday night, you know? And then how many and then get them to all come back for sunday to help you out like uh yeah there's a lot of blood sweat and tears shared between the boys and there's a bit of um yeah there's a there's a real real strong brotherhood that i haven't come across in any of these other gyms
0: the brotherhood is there man but is there unspoken competition amongst the fighters because you know you do have all these champions and and you got breakout fighter year fighter of the year gym mm-hmm. of the year is there something going on you know mentally against each other
1: We keep each other like real honest, you know. It's it's funny, like we just ride each other all day in the gym, and then you, you know, if you ask me about one of the boys on the interview, I couldn't say nicer things. But (laughs) (laughs) it's a completely different story behind the scenes, you know. Yeah, we have been able to keep um, a very, a very competitive um, team of guys with each other, which, which, from experience, usually usually dulls over time, usually over time, like a group of guys get used to each other and, and like a kind of hierarchy becomes established. Like everyone knows who the top dogs are and then the guys down from them and everyone kind of like when they're sparring, like leaves them alone or, um, doesn't try real hard to hurt them. Um, and then they just get a false sense of security because they're not getting pushed in the gym because they're not getting beat up in the gym and, and the younger guys aren't trying to take them out. You know, it's, um, kind of makes the older guys fall asleep, but that's not happened at um, City Kickboxing. Like, I got young guys on my heels. I got, you know, the other guys um, that want my spot, you know, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta prove myself like day in and day out of the gym. And um, yeah, we've kept a real competitive uh, environment.
0: Felder, you know, he's coming up. He's the next name on the list. You know, he made some comments about knocking you out in front of your family and friends you responded you know but what exactly did he say was it the part about family and friends that kind of crossed the line with you nah it's like
1: a while before that maybe i couldn't care less about that like yeah that's what that's a that's a professional thing to um to bring up like that's obviously what he intends to do he intends to come and and, kind of, and knock me out in front of everyone but um, so knocking me out friends and family yeah, even though it's a dick thing to say I don't really care at all about that it's the comments that he was saying you know after the Ayakuna fight he puts up um he puts up like a meme on his page of someone picking oh. up a prostitute and he's just like uh, people send, it's the internet bro, like people are sending me these pictures and being like oh heard you're looking for a fight like I couldn't have been more respectful when I called Paul out face to face, like a man. I call him out like that, and that's that's his response to that is to insult insult my family name. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said I was gonna smash his face, and when a fight gets announced, then after that, um, you know, he responds with the same kind of thing, like putting a meme out, like backhand. or oh, backhands are good enough for a hooker. Like I don't know what the culture is like in America. Maybe it's it's a bit different, but where I'm from in New Zealand, especially Maori culture, to insult someone's family name is to insult that you're insulting that whole line. Like I would never even I would never even think to do it back to Felda because if you if you disrespect someone's family name, I look I get it like hooker, great you say it to my face I'm gonna chin you. That's just that you know mm. I would never even now as a as a payback insult them as a family name because you're insulting that whole line of people so for me that there is too too far and that there is why you know when we when we face off I bring the intensity and I'm going to be bring the intensity into the fight
0: yeah yeah I saw the face off I'm pretty sure everybody saw the face off in Auckland it was very intense but it was there was kind of a funny moment where it was so intense when the camera guys were saying can you guys face forward they said it like two or three times and you guys were just (laughs) zoned in laser focused did you hear them say that to you or were you so in the moment
1: no i don't really i did not really hear that that's um yeah i wasn't really thinking about any of them i couldn't really care less like i wanted to you know just let him know that he needs to go back to um Wherever he's from and, and train his ass off because he's, he's, uh, he's picked a fight and he's got one on his hands. So I want the best Paul Felder at the end of the day. I want him I want him in the gym. I want him working hard. I want him motivated. Um, so I needed to let him know.
0: Felder, he's known as a striker, you know, not really a guy that takes people down. And a lot of people Ooh. feel like, hey, this is going to be something that is in your favor as a, a, a knockout artist. Because Felder hasn't really knocked out anybody. You know, in the UFC, do you see it that way? Um,
1: it's a an MMA fight. At the end of the day, like, um, I'm sure if the opportunity presented itself for him to take me down, he's going to take me down. I'm sure if it um, presented itself to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the exact same thing. Like, it's um, that's the the one of the most General concepts of MMA is is the the least um, the the least resistance. You're going to go with the path of least resistance. So if it's there, it's there, you know. And he'll be feeling the same thing. But um, if he hand if he thinks he's going to be handy on the feet, then then that, um, that definitely works into my cards.
0: Now let's uh, talk about some of the current events, you know, in the UFC and in MMA in general. You know, I like to pick your brain about this. Uh Steven A. Smith, man. He comes out, he's hitting the mitts. You know, who's to blame for that <laughs> terrible display? Is it him wearing the gloves or is it the guy holding the mitts? Uh
1: yeah, at the end of the day, I guess it comes down to uh, I guess it comes down to the coach, man. <laughs> uh, I would never put up a video if that's the the kind of mitt work that was going out. But yeah, I just heard um I didn't even hear the rant. I just heard like uh, Joe Rogan say, "Oh no, I did. I, I maybe read a transcript about it. The things he was saying about Soroni mm-hmm. being very, being yeah, being like too disrespectful, too disrespectful um, from someone that's not uh, educated on the sport by any means. I could I could rail off a thousand people that uh, you yourself." Are exponentially more qualified um, to make those sort of statements. But you watch ESPN, you watch how the broadcasters do it, they're, they're hypercritical of, of um, all the athletes. I just feel like we ain't on that uh, NFL insult money. I feel like you got to tie that shit, <laughs> you got to chill that shit, man, because I don't throw a ball around for. Um, for a living i don't kick something for a living like i'll put my first through your fucking skull
0: yeah i think that's that's what uh rogan was talking about you know that like you just said it's it's a whole whole nother sport you cannot you know you cannot put you, you cannot it's describe a, it's a fighter as it, as that way as you would describe a guy that's throwing a ball
1: it's a sport but we are not sportsmen we are not athletes we are we are fighters and that is a that is a completely different concept and um, requires a completely different level of understanding.
0: Going back to that fight, McGregor he takes out Cowboy less than a minute. Mm. You know, what was your assessment of that performance? Did you think like McGregor's back, or was it just not? You know, what what did you think of the overall uh, sequence of that fight? Um, incredible
1: performance from McGregor. Um, Let's just say that, and it surprised me how overwhelming and how quick it was, Um, you know, how quick he caught him off that first knee. Um, But let's be honest, like, overall, that was a terrible stylistic matchup for Cowboy Saroni. Like, he doesn't fight Southpaw as well. Uh, He's a slow starter, Conor McGregor, notoriously fast off the bat um i saw it playing out there i thought you know he, he would overwhelm them pretty early but incredible performance uh and it looks like he's he's next in line to get the title shot by the looks of things
0: yeah that's the next question man like you are in the contender race and you got a guy fighting a welterweight fight and beats a guy that hasn't fought you know hasn't won a lightweight fight in the la- i think the last three fights uh, and then he's jumped the line, and when you look at that, it's just like, man, what do I have to do <laughs> to get this title shot, right?
1: Man, that's a, that's a funny game, like, that, that positioning and jockeying for position um, for a title shot, because you do look at it, you know, a guy like Tony Ferguson, 12 fights, um, still yet to get his title shot, we'll, well, fingers crossed, man, I got my fingers crossed that they both make it to the dance, but, um, and then a guy like Eli Aquino, who's who's booked on the same card, like, Um, And then gets a call on a day's notice. So things can, you know, this game, this one thing, you know, the fans and everyone loves about this game is that things can get flipped on their head um, in a punch. Things can get flipped over um, by someone missing weight. Like it's uh, incredible that the changes that can happen um, in the sport.
0: Another thing is uh, you and Felder have a common opponent in the past, Edson Barbosa. He has come out and said he's going to drop down this year to featherweight and make a run mm. or try to make a run. Uh, being someone that has done this, is it smart for a fighter to, you know, so late in his career to drop a weight class and chase after that? Um, He's got to do,
1: he has to make a decision that's Best for him um, and his career as a fighter. Uh, you know, you look at the guys; he's fought all of the top guys at lightweight. So he, there's very few for him. There's very few opportunities left for him at lightweight that people haven't seen. So then he, you know, a weight class move is is the logical step. Could he go up to welterweight? You look at the welterweight top ten. Man, they, they're grapplers, right? What are you, who are you going to fight? Usman's a champ. Kobe Covington. Uh, Michael kieser is now jumping in there. Even RDA. Like, all of these guys are stylistically terrible matchups for Bobboza. Or does he drop down to featherweight? You know, Holloway's a striker. Um, all, these guys, all these guys down at that weight class. Korean Zombie. Um, Alex. Aldo. Like, all of these guys are... Uh, strikers so stylistically in the top 10 moving up or moving down um featherweight makes far more sense uh in my book for
0: a common theme you know as of late or the past couple years is guys chasing after the connor fight and i know you've said your piece on that but then they also have been chasing after these boxers is this something that they're wasting their time on or is it just like something that people are just saying to get into the headlines what do you think it is
1: it'll be interesting with the ufc um their move into boxing so maybe people are just uh maybe these fighters like stipe uh and other guys are just putting the idea that they would cross over into the public's heads. So when the UFC, whenever it does make its move into boxing, then the, the seed is already planted for um, Miochik, Tyson Fury, or something, something ridiculous like that. Um, but to go into a specialist world and to um, compete against these specialist guys is not a smart move. You know, there's not a smart move. If, you know, yeah, Miochic, Fury, like, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> like, these guys are going to get themselves, hey, even Jorge Masvidal Canelo, like, come on, my guy, like, you're good boxing for MMA. And I'm sure you've spied some pro boxers before, but Canelo, come on, my guy. It's a different game.
0: Definitely. Um, now, for yourself, you know, you've, your you know your last fight was in australia this fight will be in new zealand do you plan yeah. on just saying hey man if i'm this good i might as well just stay and fight over here you know for the for the for the future being or do you plan on going stateside and say hey man i need to get over there at that t-mobile arena and get on some of those pay-per-views
1: Being there Being there Being been a t-mobile um yeah i've been fighting on pay-per-views in the states i fought on a few um you know, if you look at once it gets to a certain level, you're going to have to fight exclusively in, in the U.S. Well, it depends, you know, it depends. We're doing pay-per-views now in this side of the world. Mm-hmm. Main events, like, it, uh, yeah, we'll have to see how things goes. I feel like if you ever get the strap, you're either doing a pay-per-view down here or, or that's got to be um, stateside like Israel. Like, Israel's only kind of fight on pay-per-views for the remainder of his career so it definitely changes once you get the belt around your waist and yeah i guess it's something i'm gonna i feel good down here i feel good Mm. on this side (laughs) of the world bro it sucks traveling that way it sucks going all that way uh in a plane like i get i lose like a bit more weight um before i get on the plane like just in case because it sucks jet lag sucks like and you gotta block all of that stuff out. Like, uh, I don't even have to leave my house for this fight. I'm gonna stay at my house. I'm gonna to drive to the venue. I'm gonna kick his ass and I'm gonna leave. Like, it's gonna be very straightforward and very, yeah, something that's not gonna take me um, out of my comfort zone at all.
0: Is it true that flying over there and fighting compared to flying from the United States or North America to Australia or this side of the world? Is it harder?
1: Ah, bro. Like to be honest, you just block all of that sort of stuff out. It's not even something I think about um, or something I really process. Uh, Where I have it now, um, it would have been incredibly difficult uh, at featherweight, but now that I'm at lightweight and I walk around with not much weight to cut, you know, I I lose a little bit more because I know the travel like that. That makes a lot it a lot easier, but you definitely. It definitely puts an, an added toll on your body. Like you can feel it when you get off the plane. Like it takes, it takes a bit of time moving around the gym to get used to. So, obviously prefer the side of the world, but I don't really care. At the end of the day, i I know, I know. It's it's accepted being from New Zealand that you're going to have to get on a plane to to fight people. It just it's been part of our sport down here for so long that I guess we're just used to it.
0: Well, you know, whatever happens on this card, you know, I'm pretty sure it's going to be an incredible fight. And I'm hearing rumors that uh, Australia will have another card in the early summer. Most likely we'll see you on there after this one. What day? What day is (laughs) that? I don't know. I just heard, you know, some rumors, you know, flying around. You heard some things. Oh, yeah, I heard some things. So, uh, you know, I expect you to be on there. I'm pretty sure everybody on that side of the world is expecting that. Uh, Appreciate the time, Dan, like always. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to this fight really you know it's just stylistically it's just gonna be violence and i'm pretty sure you're thinking the same way man (laughs) appreciate all the time man always
1: thank you brother appreciate it cheers